today we are going to be continuing our series on 1 Corinthians. So today we are going to be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and we're going to be focusing on verses 24 to 27 in particular, looking at the need for self-discipline. So I'm going to start by reading that passage for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 24 to 27. Do you not know that in every race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I will strike a blow to my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Paul here is comparing our faith lives to a race. Now, I am not a particularly sporty person in any way. I don't follow any sports teams or anything like that. But I did go and see um, the Paralympic Games when we had the Olympics in London in 2012. Me and my family went to watch some of the Paralympic events, um, which was really great. I think we had a great time. Um, and I remember seeing all these amazing athletes who were just like excited to be there, obviously nervous as well. Um, and they had been training and working so hard for this moment and it was all building up to this race or this event that they were involved in and it was so exciting just to see it all happen and to see some of them receiving their medals and and winning the races it was exciting to see and obviously it was a huge moment for them as well the Isthmian Games were um, some events which were held in Corinth every other year and athletes competed in various games and athletic and musical uh, competitions. So Paul would have been writing to the Corinthians who knew all about these games. As I said, they happened in Corinth every other year. And they would have known about the training and hard work that the athletes would have put into their races and their events. The athletes who won got a crown and at the Isthmian Games, apparently the crowns would have been made out of either wild celery at one point in time or pine, which I thought was quite interesting. And unlike the modern Olympics where you win gold, silver or bronze, at these games, only the winner got a prize, which was the crown. By drawing on the analogy of the runner, Paul is telling the Corinthians that they need to be disciplined in their lives. We have already looked at various different aspects of life, which Paul has been instructing the Corinthians in and he is saying that there's not 
only the need to know these things, to know what to do or what not to do. You need to be able to put it into practice as well. And for that to happen, you need to be disciplined. In Galatians, Paul talks about the fruit of the spirit. So I'm just going to read that passage for us now, because self-control is one of the fruits of the spirit. So this is Galatians 5. Paul says, So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we are but live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit and according to Paul, it is a crucial one for if we want to inherit the kingdom of God. The good news for us is that it is a fruit of the Spirit, so it can grow through us as we become more Christ-like, as we align ourselves with the character of Jesus, we grow in the fruits of the Spirit, including self-control and discipline. It doesn't come naturally to us. It is a difficult thing when we live in a world which has turned away from God in so many different ways, but it can be grown in us. I don't know if you have ever started something and got halfway through and then kind of forgotten why you're doing it. As some of you might know, I am doing a degree currently and there have been times when I am doing an essay or an assignment and I've got halfway through and I am just fed up with it. I've forgotten why I'm doing it and it's really hard to be motivated if you have forgotten the bigger picture. I need to remind myself sometimes that I am doing this essay or this assignment because I want to know more about what I'm writing about. I want to understand more. I want to grow in my placement and develop myself. But ultimately, I also want to be able to complete my degree. It can be really hard to carry on going if we lose sight of the bigger picture. And that's the same in our faith life. 
sometimes we lose sight of why we are doing it, why we need to be disciplined, and it can be hard to keep on going. In Matthew, Jesus tells us, wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many will enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few will find it. Life will be tricky sometimes and temptations will come. And when we're in those moments, it can be hard to look outside of it. We can become consumed by those temptations and those troubles. It can be hard to look outside and see the bigger picture. What I really like about this passage is Paul doesn't just tell us that we need to be disciplined. He just doesn't just tell us straight that we need to be disciplined. He tells us why. He gives us a reason. He says that athletes go into training to receive a crown that will fade. But we go into training. We are disciplined to get a crown that will last forever. We do it for a crown of eternal life with our saviour, with our heavenly father. Anthony Thistleton, a theologian, says runners and athletes will go to extreme lengths for a transitory prize and a reputation that only lasts momentarily. Christians are invited to exercise restraint and self-control on the journey that leads to lasting glory. This is the why. This is the real reason. Often things of this world can seem more appealing in the moment. Seems more like, it seems like the better option, the thing that we should do because it seems better in the moment. And when we've been following Jesus for some time, we can occasionally lose our bigger picture, our vision of the real reason, which is eternal life with our Heavenly Father. Remembering back to the Paralympic Games that I went to, it was amazing to see all these athletes who have been training so hard for that moment for their race, for their event. But they hadn't been training on their own. They had had coaches, they had been working with doctors and physios, and they'd had the support of family and friends and even other athletes. One of the races we watched was the long distance for the vision impaired people. And they had runners running alongside them to guide them even in the race, they had somebody coming alongside them. At Resound, we have a wonderful community. And that shows me that we are not running this race by ourselves. We have people around us who can support us and come alongside us as we do this journey. The other day, my friend asked me, who do you share your God moments with? Who is the person who you share your faith life with? The ups and downs, the struggles, the joys, 
how your relationship with God is. Who is the person you share that with? I thought it's such a great question and one that sometimes we don't ask enough. So I want to ask you this morning, who do you share your faith journey with? We need people who we can lean on, who can support us when we are struggling with things, but also people who challenge us and point things out to us, even though it may be uncomfortable sometimes. We need those people. And I think when we are on a journey of self-discipline and learning that and growing in that, as we will be continuing to do throughout our lives, it's really important that we have those people there who can support and challenge us with that. Paul emphasises the need for self-discipline. In order to put these things that he is instructing the Corinthians in, into practice, they need to be disciplined with themselves. And why do they need to be disciplined? And why do we need to be disciplined? It's because it leads to a crown which will not fade, a crown of eternal glory, of eternal life with our heavenly father. But we don't have to do it alone. We can come alongside others and have others come alongside us to support and challenge us through that on our journey. I'm going to pray for us now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this passage from Corinthians, for what Paul wrote to the Corinthians and how it still has huge amounts of relevance for our lives today. I pray that you will encourage us to be self-disciplined, that when temptations and struggles come, you will remind us of why we need to resist, why we need to uh, say no to those things and lean on you, why we need to be disciplined with ourselves. Remind us of that eternal glory that is waiting for us, that life with you that is just around the corner. Heavenly Father, I pray that we will come alongside each other as a family at Resound, even though we haven't been able to see each other in the past few months, um, even though we've been physically separated. I pray that that support will still be there, that we'll be able to encourage and come alongside each other so that we can all enjoy the riches of heaven that are waiting. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Oh,